Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives Discussions. Uh, today we're doing something a little bit special. We've got a room full of ladies. Definitely the uh, the ladies talk today. So I'm going to go ahead and um, introduce my ladies, and we'll tell you guys how it's structured. So starting to my left here. What's I'm Minnie. Okay, Minnie. You. Hey, hey. this is PBC. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, this is Jessica. Mm-hmm. Hey y'all, this is Olivia. Yes, yes. It's been a while. <laughs> Back at it again. So, today's topic is essentially the mentality of uh, women are the prize. You know, it's been a big back and forth between men and women in regards to this subject, which I wanted to get like an all ladies panel and just talk about how, you know, what this mentality is. Pretty much get a woman's perspective on this mentality and just dive deep into it. Um, pretty much the ladies are going to take control today. I'm just simply going to be a strict moderator, just providing questions and just leading the conversation on, right? So, of course, to go ahead and get some housekeeping out the way, definitely hit us up. Check us out on all social media platforms at Perspectives Discussions. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, definitely, links are all in the description, so definitely check that out. We do have a GoFundMe where you can go ahead and donate. Um, if you like geek stuff, definitely check out the Night Shift Bandits where we put up reviews, on the Marvel shows, where we just talk about little stuff. Like, we just had a Thanksgiving episode about what we're thankful for. So, definitely check that, check that out if you want your heart warmed up for the all-coming winter that's coming. So, definitely check us out. Hit us up. So, let's go ahead and hop right into the subject here of women being the prize. So, so first things first. I just want to know, do y'all subscribe to the mentality of women being the prize? Exactly. Do we see ourselves as the prize? <clears throat> yeah, do you see yourselves as the prize, like in the relationship? Like, mm, no. Do y'all see yourselves as that? No. Mm. I have a yes and a no. Elaborate. Um, yes, because I believe that women definitely activate things that men don't naturally do. It takes a woman's energy to do that. But then also, no, because when you say your prize, that starts doing that um, kind of. Uh, making them more objectifying mm-hmm. a woman, and I don't like that part. You don't like that part. So. Yeah, that's the point. I, I don't necessarily want to use the word part, but yeah, I'm I'm very important and to be you know treated in yeah certain ways. So if we got to put it in that perspective, a prize, yeah. Okay. Um, it it just sounds divisive. It comes off as divisive and almost like competitive one-upmanship all of that stuff and it just doesn't sound like equality and appreciation of different roles it's kind of just like i'm this and you're not and well we don't have to tell them that we ain't gotta say that but exactly but i mean it's just it is i think it's a reality because somebody's always trying to one-up somebody else anyway should there be a factor in our relationship, I guess? I think it might be one anyway, even if we don't want it to be. Like a double standard type of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then prize also gives off the um, connotation of like, okay, to get the prize, but then what else after that? Are we, like, Maintain the prize. 
But you know, you get that trophy after you win a competition. You put the trophy on the shelf, and that's it. Like it's nothing else. You, man, that, you so. maintain well because we we're women. It's still gonna be a little bit different from a trophy, but you're gonna maintain that pride because <clears throat> men wouldn't propose to women and get down on one knee and say, "Hey, would you marry me?" Because clearly, that's showing. You know, and there are some men who are married. And they refuse to have gotten on uh, one knee to propose. And some of them have multiple wives, but never got on one knee to or never propose. propose. <laughs> but they got rings and they married. But mm -hmm. as far as like getting down on one, some men refuse to do that. But that does show that we're like the 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 an essential part of. The relationship because the man is literally getting down and like asking us, "Hey, would you be my wife?" Well, what does that say about today's society where we're now seeing women who are proposing to their significant others? Does it seem like we're like fighting now for these like gender role specific? Yeah, I you know behaviors. It's mm -hmm. like now if he won't do it, it's been five six years. I'ma just surprise him. Yeah, and I think that can put a woman in a in a. I, I'm not willing to put myself in that in that situation. That can put a woman in a dangerous situation. How's it dangerous? She playing with her heart, her mind, and her life, and she might lose it after that. What if he say, "Nah, <laughs> you're not gonna feel good after that." She might be in a mental institution after that, and he might be buried somewhere. You know, we don't know. Why, why straight out the game? Why, why I'm saying, like, you, you don't know. like Because we don't saying. handle rejection well. Yeah, some people don't. And I'm just saying, for a woman, it's like, okay, it's been all this time, it's 10 years, and we've been together, and we're rocking out. And for her to say, you know, propose thing, I just think it's, it can be very heartbreaking. If it doesn't go that way, and I'm not saying it can't be the same way for a man. If if the woman um, does the same thing to him and rejects it, but I just yeah, there I was a meme going around for a while. It was like, well, if he proposed to her and she says no, like she's not ready, they would ask him, would he propose again? And he would usually say no because he already then it's left up. Then it's then it's left up to her. Because even if you do get engaged or proposed to, you just get engaged. You ain't ready to still be engaged. And he didn't see it that way. Like, he got embarrassed. Like, this was around her family. He proposed to her. She Ooh. said no. And so the question was, was he going to do it again? And he was like, no. No. I so wouldn't. now that left it up to her to be like, all right, now I'm ready. But then, like, how does he feel? Because he thought that y'all were on the same page. Yeah, some people don't talk about it. And you can tell who has talked about it beforehand and who just decided to surprise somebody. Yeah, because that could be embarrassing. Like, you ain't really feeling a dude like that. Yeah, I've been together a couple of years, but it's like not somebody you know you want to marry. And you do all this in front of your family. Like, oh my God. Yeah, some what people, they're like happening? doing a twofer. Like, I'm professing my love to you and do you want to marry me? It's like, y'all don't have the relationship where you just propose. Yeah, now I'm, now I'm doing it something out. else. I mean, you know? I feel like to propose in the first place, you should be talking about those marriage things. Of what, what do we stand on, like religion, politics, finances? So you should be having those conversations before you're even in the proposed field, field to be like comfortable with it. You so, should, you should, it should be like that. You so, have some guys would try yeah. to be like over, like just extra and overbearing. Yeah, just a pop Trying up, to and that's where you get your feelings. Don't surprise hurt me because if we get engaged, we get married. Like, so I want us to be on the same page. I don't know. That's just me though. Makes sense. 
All right, so my next question was going to be like, what did, what did that mentality mean to y'all? But y'all already answered that, it seems like. I dove right into it, which is great. Um, I mean, does it seem like it's a very selfish mentality? Because again, doing the research on this subject, there's a lot of ladies out there, especially on YouTube, that say, hey, look, we're the prize because without a woman, men can't really function. Like, we're like the assets. We're like, y'all, what'd she say? She said, they're the, y'all are like the secretaries, you know, the assistants or whatnot. Like, what do y'all think about that? Like, is it a selfish mentality? Like, are women who think they are selfish or? I think it's just a setup for more delusion, more of the same. If if I think I'm the prize and you have to do X, Y, Z to get this prize, I may be unknowingly setting myself up to get comfortable with this position that I just gave myself and fall off and not maintain what I'm claiming to be such a prize. And then if a man says, okay, you're the prize, or even if he feels he's the prize, the so-called prize is still a setup for maybe him to get comfortable and for us to just be a couple of comfortable, not grown ass people and delusional as to what we're actually bringing. Like, well, I brought it already. I'm not growing in that. You already got it. He might be like, okay, I got the prize. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to grow. And I'm over here feeling like I don't have to grow either. So we just in some stagnant. Yeah. Yeah, because I I, I forgot who mentioned it. But someone did say that, like, it does make you seem like you're an item. Like, once you get the prize, that's it. Mm -hmm. You stop Mm -hmm. talking. You stop pretty much doing everything that you do to get that person. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. Anybody else? That brings up the, um, you know, whole Kevin Samuels thing, him talking about high-value men and high-value women. Um, I think it goes back to us quantifying everything. Now that we're in relationships, we have to sit here and say, well, I have to get up, get dressed, shave this, pluck that, do my hair this way. And then they're, they're starting to compound it all as, this means that I'm doing more than you. So now I'm the prize because I have to put in so much effort and work just to peacock and get you to pay attention to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess to me, I've always wanted to see how women see the word high value woman. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, what, is, like what, what themes does she have to her? Since that's such a, a term that they're throwing around, I haven't even like really even processed that or thought about that for real. Like, I know. Yeah, I, I don't even think about it in that way. Well, then, okay, then. And let's put it like this, because I've always kind of seen it as very subjective. Like, what you see as a high-value woman is different than what she sees. What are the qualities that you see as your best you? Like, if you're on the top of your game, nothing can stop you. Fear is not an aspect. What does a high-value woman look like to you? I mean, I guess I can start stabbing at it. Um, <laughs> I know I've been told my idea of what high value is isn't necessarily high value in the man sense, but I think it was more of that Kevin Samuels range or whatever. But I mean, honestly, just a woman that can hold her own, that can take care of herself, responsible, and um, patient, and can bring the best out of whoever her partner is, and sensitive to that. And I think the biggest one is anticipate, anticipate his needs, your needs your relationship, all of that. Um, 
Because I feel like that's one of the best ways you can show you care about someone. Like, not everybody wants roses and flowers, but I can anticipate that you're getting off of work late. You know, I know you're trying to, like, maybe lose weight. I can anticipate a meal, meal prep for you. So it's not cookie cutter for each partner. It's mm -hmm. always going to be something different and special. So, I mean, that's my little thing. Like if, if something happens to him, I can hold us down because I'm capable. I'm showing I can do that for myself. So I guess that's my definition if that makes sense. I don't know if you guys have anything. I'm kind of like like uh, Ms. PBC over here too. I haven't processed it much because I guess instantly when I heard it, I, it did just seem like quantifying people and a lot of unnecessary labels. Like, so if I feel like I'm a high value woman, now am I looking and judging others, like once you start putting labels on stuff, it just it just makes you judge certain things that just have nothing to do with anything. So I mean, um, I feel like it is different for everybody. And somebody like me, I value peace. So if you're going to be a high value person for me, you have to value peace above a lot of other things. You know what I mean? Maturity above a lot of other things. How do you really run your life? It, it can't always be put in a box in a category. You have to find these things out for yourself. And I just, yeah, I just... I don't throw the label around because it's all good when it's making you look good. And then you may have some other labels on yourself that you don't like. So do you want those or then now you want to be non-label? Yeah, exactly. Because like um, at least from what I kept watching these videos, they always kind of brought up these particular topics when it came to high value women. So educated, um, responsible, healthy, mentally, physically, and emotionally resourceful kind sweet and demands the man to show up for you know whatever certain aspects that he's supposed to show up for um but then there's always this negative side to it because those are such umbrella terms like they usually always say something like we don't really require her to have a six-figure job or to be extremely educated i'm like but you also don't want her to be living on her mama's couch yeah. at 45 with three kids right so you want her to have a certain level of understanding so that y'all can have a conversation and whatnot. But they always see the negative aspect of it, which I just kind of feel like always plays off of the positive side. So like that same demanding a man to show up a certain way is the same way you see it when it comes to like, um, for lack of a better term, the Meg the Stallion culture that's now coming up. Because that can be considered a high value woman now. It's somebody who's sexually liberated. She's going to tell you what she wants, how she wants, and how she needs it. And so the men are looking at it like, well, y'all are kind of treating us like, like we're not offering you anything because we're not coming to the table with all of our list of things that we do for you because you're defining it now. And I guess I'm more so thinking of like, in this world where a woman can call herself a bad bitch, is that negative of her to use that as like a verbal manifestation to feel worthy of herself? Or is that now degrading her down to some low-value woman because she's saying it? I think it's a perspective thing, honestly. 
um, you have the more traditionalist and then you have the more, you know, modern, quote unquote. Um, I feel like I sit kind of in the middle. I don't like using the B word personally. That's my own thing. Like if you like it, I mean, it's kind of one of those, everybody needs to mind their business. Whatever makes them happy flows their boat. Whatever makes me happy flows my boat. I'm not going to judge you for it. And you know, you shouldn't do the same to me. So, I mean, I just feel like this high value thing is just really, people need to sit down and say, okay, what is this for me? Like, what what do I need? What do I require knowing what I bring to the table? What will balance me out? What do I want? Not necessarily like there's this checklist and if you, this woman or this man has, doesn't have things on this checklist and, and whatever. And that's because the checklist is based on somebody else that's just trolling on the internet anyway. <laughs> Right, you're trying to like find like values, not just high versus low. Mm-hmm. Is I mean, the main focus should be just what you trying to become your high value, what you define as high value for yourself, and then that part of it. Y'all, y'all will cross if you are if you're put together and you make sure you're solid first. But everyone want to point the finger at everyone else. <laughs> Did you want to say anything, baby? <coughs> Quiet. No? <laughs> okay. All right. Got it. Got it. All right. So, so, shift gears real quick. So, there has been some talk about essentially sex being like the reward, right? Being a part of that quote unquote prize that we've been breaking down for the last 15 minutes. So, like, what what's the aspect with that? Like, do y'all like, and again, I'm just asking a general question. So, sorry. If, you, if you're offended, I don't mean to offend, but is it true that, like, women use sex as, like, a quote-unquote reward? Like, do y'all hold it back? Like, what's the aspect of that? Like, is sex a reward for men if they're acting quote-unquote good? Is that there? Is that another quote-unquote prize? I think socially, people do do that. Yeah. I can't speak on I'm that. Over here I have it. But I think that's definitely a social thing that women kind of dangle the carrot, mm-hmm. so to say. I, I mean, promise. in some situations and circumstances, that's needed to be done. Like, others, like, sometimes, you know, we just may not feel like engaging. But other times, um, that could be the problem. I mean, it, you got to use some type of leverage. Sometimes that may be all you got. <laughs> so. That's all you got. Somebody shouldn't be dating. What? I'm, t- I'm not even talking about dating. I'm talking about in a marriage, in a household, in a whole situation. Like, I'm saying, sometimes it has to be done. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've, I've seen and witnessed that. conversation, though. I've seen and wi- like, witnessed that. Man, that's real. Because what else what else you, you going to have to figure something out? Like, okay, well, so I want to do this, so I'm going to have to do this. Hmm. Like, say she been asking you to fix the car, her car, or put in a light bulb in some closet that you've been <laughs> for three weeks and you ain't put it in. Yeah, okay, I'm going to do it. Oh, okay. Light bulb still ain't in. She's you know, what? what's she going to do? What's she going to she gonna, I mean, that's going to get the attention. <laughs> that's what she's saying. Oh, this over light bulb. I bet that she going to get fixed at 3 a.m. But she going to screw it in at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I mean... <laughs> When all my light bulbs ain't on in my house, I don't feel it. <laughs> I don't feel it at all. Right. I'm just not in the mood when all my light bulbs ain't working. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> something about that it just makes me feel mm. <laughs> and he should know that and care right. like that's her thing I bet her you he's gonna let it uh, last no again. longer again mm-hmm. <laughs> he gonna jump up he gonna wait three weeks to do it next time yeah cause the code does get changed on the pussy even when you're married you gotta know how to get it it's not my fault you don't know how to crack the code this week that's okay keep you you know, keep you on your toes. On your toes, and that's okay, but because it can go the other way too. Mm-hmm. I don't just have to act like you're not growing as a man, or act like you're supposed to continue to like the same things and to go about things the same way and to bore us both to death. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. So we are supposed to want to make each other feel comfortable enough to have sex you do have to be at a certain comfort level to have sex Mm -hmm. for men and women so it's like if my energy is not right i really shouldn't be having sex with you so damn we gotta change that light bulb and and just (laughs) because y'all married it doesn't mean you automatically gonna get it I mean, elaborate on that, like, because a lot of people do think that, hey, I'm married, so it's time to. I mean, I did have someone ask me an opinion the the other week, like, um, can a woman be raped in a marriage? Yeah, yeah. If she did, if she didn't, I have it all the time. You know. And he didn't respect her wishes, and he did anyway. Well, yeah, you can. So. But some people will say that, hey, we had a guy on here actually the other day that said that whenever a woman rejects a man for sex or rejects sex from a man that is sexual abuse so what do you think about that that aspect and you know who I'm talking about too trigger warning guys just so you guys know oh they've been triggered a couple weeks ago the audience they need to they have to have a trigger warning if we start using words like rape and sexual assault yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah true 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 yeah very much so, so. Yeah, we'll make sure it's in the uh, description in regards to that so a few weeks ago right we did have a previous podcast where one of the Guys did say that whenever a man, or I'm sorry, whenever a woman withholds sex from a man, it's sexual abuse. So in regards to what we're talking about, in regards to, you know, making a woman feel comfortable and like she may not be in the mood for sex because she, she doesn't feel comfortable, does that point even still stand now that you're elaborating on this point? Like, is it still sexual abuse if you're not feeling comfortable to give the man a sex? Because again, light bulb may be out, you know, you, you may be thinking about that. You know, something maybe not be fixed around the house. Like, keeping keep, keeping sex as leverage, is that fair? Is that sexual abuse to the guy? Is that a detriment to the man? So, if it's sexual abuse, then that means it's very important and they'll do what you need them to do to get it if it's abuse, right? And they'll, like, they'll change the light bulb. They'll do what they need to do. They'll talk to you nicely. They'll be kind. Loving and loyal and all that stuff, right? If... What the brother saying was true. Because um, that means that they y'all really, really, you know, need this this thing from us. If we can just sexually abuse you by not, or abuse you of any sort by not even touching you. Or verbally saying anything to you. I think y'all are talking more on the extreme side of that. I mean, it was a point I brought up. Yeah, it we sounds were, like yeah. more of a conversation for the extremes. Like, a woman <laughs> who's just, she uses it all the time. Like, she gets frustrated, so no, you can't have none. And it's been like three, four months, and they ain't touched each other or something. Yeah. Like, like, I think that's more of an extreme. I don't know a lot of relationships like that. I'm seeing more relationships where they're going outside of the marriage now. 
and the idea of having a sneaky link is becoming like a common thing among marriage they don't want to define it as poly amory poly amber you know all of the different terms now they don't want to define it that way because they still operate under some level of monogamy and want to do that with their families but like the idea of them stepping out and talking to somebody else and them both knowing but not saying anything to each mm-hmm. other is mm-hmm. way more common in marriage that I'm seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking mm-hmm. to women who are very comfortable with it. So the idea that going back to this women are the prize thing, it's like we're all defining this differently. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it, it kind of stands to say What's right for the what's what's right for the goose isn't right for the gander. How did that statement go? It's like it's good real, for the goose. It's good, good for, for the, the gander. gander type of thing. Like yeah, like what you do and what I do and what she do and what I do. So in the end, we we all just need to stop kind of pinpointing and like you said, minding your business. Um, <laughs> but this is one business. This is I the culture where we, right. we can't mind our business, and that's the where culture I was now. Lead into the culture. What I'm noticing is we don't have these same conversations in other ethnicities. It seems to only be like a black people conversation. I don't hear white men asking white women if they're high value. Yeah, no. Like ever. No, no. And it always seems to come down to like our attitudes. Because like a high value woman, again, if I have to just use these three aspects, educated, six figure job, responsible or some shit like that. But if you see it on the Meg the Stallion side, which is like she's demanding, she wants this, you better fly her out, you better take her out to eat. If I bring my girls to dinner, you better pay for all of them. Then it's a problem because she's demanding and comes off with an attitude. But other races do it all the time. Hmm. It's kind of common for them to pay for their friends and family's yeah. dinner. Yeah. I've seen situations yeah. where they go out and Absolutely. They with the family and he's expected to pay for her family just because happens. that's just, just what they're culture is set up to do Absolutely. but when we have that conversation it's like who, y'all need to calm down uh, uh, and realize that it's stank around this month one of y'all. <laughs> and i'll be over there like damn like, what do i need to do and on the other aspect too you know they always order the most expensive thing i don't know maybe my wallet ain't that heavy y'all damn. i'm allergic to anything that's not lobster <laughs> okay <laughs> amen i hear that uh-huh. About to get that uh, fish and chips for twenty oh, bucks. <laughs> Some oysters. About to get that water. No. But, but, all right, just moving away from that real quick, and this is something I actually do want to talk about here in regards to, you know, obviously with the whole manosphere and everything like that. You know, just getting a little bit of pushback into into a lot of the norms that we have set in these relationships, right? Um, again, doing the research here, find a couple of guys saying that, like, yo. Women aren't like the quote unquote prize, and you know, us men, we're the real prizes here. Like, we're the biggest deal. Like, we're not saying that they're better than y'all, but you know, we, they brought up some points saying that, like, you know, we can have babies longer, we can make babies longer, things of that nature. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. <laughs> like, you know, our value goes, increases as we get older, things of that nature. You know, again, what do y'all think of that mentality on the men's side? Like, again, are they just, are we just objectifying ourselves? Is there, like, a lot of pride going on, ego? You know, what's your input on that? I think that's, that's definitely a valid topic because we do have different things going on biologically as men and women. And, you know, I feel like men have a right to to feel a certain type of way about maybe feeling rushed 
into settling down, having it all together, having it all figured out so they can have a family and raise a family in a certain amount of time. Um, so to me, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a valid train of thought to explore your options on that, um, in that way and figure out what's best for you and what's just tradition and to not always put yourself at the mercy of that just to make maybe family happy or society happy. Okay. Anyone else wants to elaborate on the point or contribute eight points? I, I think you might need to repeat that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Okay. No, just to, well, I'll simplify it then. Like, again, there's a lot of guys saying that they're the prize instead of women being the prize. Because of the fact that, again, as a man gets older, his value increases, right? So, again, like, for example, you know, when you're, like, 21 years old, like, you know, you're in college, you're broke, ain't got that much money. Compared to when, let's say, you're 35 and you're probably establishing your career, like, probably got money going on, some investments, things of that nature. Again, so a 35-year-old will say, hey, I'm the prize. Uh, 75, y'all going to have even more. Right. So, so that's what I'm asking. Right. She likes to get up to nursing home. I right. feel like it's a coping thing to kind of counteract the women saying they're prize. I don't think yeah, it's it, exactly. Like it has to be, you have to play this tip attack game. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't think it really works for you. Well, I mean, elaborate on that. Like, it is it really a tip attack game? Are we just playing tip attack in these relationship situations? Because I mean, if y'all saying y'all, I mean, so so y'all worth even more when you when you damn near like eighty five. So, I mean, if we gonna uh, take it there, like, but who's doing this in these relationships? Who's genuinely sitting across their mate going, "I do all of this." Well, I, you know what? It, it may exist. It may exist where they are sitting in the room asking each other, like, "What are you doing here?" And I think that's because you have to sit there and look at this person every single day. Mm-hmm. And if you realize how lazy and nasty you can be some days by yourself but then you have to look at the other person and realize that they do the same thing i guess it makes sense why we would all be sitting here saying like well i gotta dress up and look good and go to school and take care of the kids and you ain't gotta do nothing but play video games a motherfucking a motherfucking life spraying a little cologne Ooh, playing the video yeah, game just me i think we need mm-hmm. to stop doing this he deprived she deprived and just pro- have pride in yourself to make yourself the, the best value you are so yeah. then you can compliment whoever else and it's gonna show once you know that you you know who you are uh you gonna choose the best mate for you whoever that is whatever that is however that is um kind of like the piggyback when you guys were talking about like um sex and stuff like that like, I've been in a relationship, like, for years. And at one point, it was like three months. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was happening. You know, apparently it was a lot going on in a person's life. Yeah, because I was going to say, if you go from having sex all the time to... I don't know if it's not all months. the time. But. No, I'm just saying, um, like, if you notice that the pattern of sex... I couldn't get motherfucker turned over. Like, I... <laughs> literally. It was... It was I didn't know what was... Trying. Yeah, like sixfold, two hundred twenty-five. Like I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't I mean, do anything. To be fair, you aren't exactly the biggest person in the world. <laughs> so I was trying to, you know, struggling. Yeah. I'm like, you, you serious? Like what? So, you know, apparently, you know, it's just a lack of communication and you know things going on in person, personal life. But 
yeah so maybe you know and i think in that aspect that was just you know not even intentional but that could have mm-hmm. even went back to the the abuse kind of thing with because that was kind of that that was kind of extreme Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, did you feel abused? Yeah, did you feel abused? Nah. You did? <laughs> but see, when you do it against like a man, man, though, <laughs> abuse. How That's long abuse. did it take you to ask him, like, what was wrong? I was asking immediately. But he wasn't answering. He, he wasn't answer? responding. I figured out all what was going on mm-hmm. after with the family and stuff, his mom and stuff with his sister. And it, it just, you know. Mm, so you held it in and then it kind of just came out one day. I found that I we was I was around, so I'm like, okay, all this was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So you had to still find out on your own. Yeah, yeah kind of still didn't verbally really. Yeah, so I, that's why we went together today. Like I said, it was right. a and that could be the abusive part within it all. Like, yeah, like, I'm like not gonna tolerate the that physical behavior. Yeah. Then you didn't tell me anything about it. I had to find out about it, then bring it to you for us to have a heart to heart, and then us to change the dynamic. And then never apologize for all the like emotional and. Mm-hmm. Just uh, sec- emotional, sexual neglect, all of that. Just, yeah. So I had to go. But you can make the argument that, like, you know, whether he wanted to say what his issue was, was up to him. Maybe he may not have been ready to vent that out. Well, his we got to hold him accountable. Accountable. I don't know how old you guys were, but if they were over out of college, <laughs> age range, like, you got the right to be saying, you know what? It's not you, it's me. I've got some stuff going around or going on and uh-huh. I just don't want to talk about it. So at least the woman know, oh, okay. It's not me. It's not me. Like, I can just try to be as supportive as I can until he's ready to open up. Uh-huh. But just to have me just sitting here with a question mark, like, what's going on? I'm going to automatically internalize and be like, did right. I do something wrong? Because the this, this sexual relationship is a you know, the woman and the man thing. So I'm going to think it's something wrong with our relationship, not mm-hmm. something on the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like personalizing stuff. That's that's mm-hmm. definitely um, comes up a lot within relationships, especially like when your mate gets upset, you kind of feel like, dang, did I do it this time? Or let me, let me check myself. So it's constantly checking yourself to make sure that that other person isn't upset or frustrated or feels neglected by you in some mm-hmm. kind of way, shape, or form. And again, keep going back to this women are the prize thing. So it's like men bring up these conversations because they feel like they have to put so much more emotional effort into women. But I'm like, but you don't see that we put that exact same amount in you too. But also choose a mate who's willing to put that type of effort, you know, that type of effort into you. If you need somebody who's gonna cuddle with you and you want a girl who's gonna do that, find you a girl who's gonna do that. But don't get mad if you go and like the video, the Instagram video, you bring and fly her out for four hundred dollars, and she don't want to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't what she wanted to do. That ain't what she came for. She, she came was. for the lobster, the dick, and the flight over. And that's it. That's it. Don't get mad at her about it. No, what, what about what, an emotional connection? That ain't happening for four hundred dollars. I'm sorry, like and that's that ain't happening for nobody's fault. Well, you probably would have had the emotional abuse. connection before she got flewed out anyway, right? Yeah, but that's why I gave you lobster, that's though. That's why it seemed like they didn't have one. That's why so you must have not way. had a connection. If, if if I got somebody flying me out and I've been connected with them at some point, first thing I'm doing is giving a hug. Thank you. So glad to see you. I don't know. Maybe I'm made different. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's why all that stuff can feel abusive because people have sexual shame. So it's like... Like you said, you would internalize it. Yeah, we would internalize it. And then also, if we feel neglected, 
we gotta make sure that we do everything to make a man feel like he has a safe space to communicate if he doesn't want to so-called perform because we can't we can't be like that with each other like you gotta perform you you know what i'm saying like and then the same way we can't be treated like we have to show up to perform because we are people who have been through trauma and we are not like other ethnicities so we do have to have different conversations that truthfully other ethnicities they're having it but their parents are making certain certain choices for them yeah you better bring a high value woman up in here you can't marry a woman from a class that we don't approve of so they having those conversations but they're having them with their parents and Mm we are just struggling to have maybe Mm -hmm. a foundation of having parents a lot of us ain't got no parents together and that's why we all in the middle on social media trying to work it out because we all this whole generation, we trying to like figure it out on social media with each other, like yeah. a whole round table group, you know, discussion we, in a way. I think somewhere in the timeline, we missed out on that vetting process, like going back to ancient times where we, in, in other cultures too, like a dowry, like the family vetted the man, make mm-hmm. sure this man is going to be able to take care of them. You know, they all, um, like in the Bible, it says um, what you leave. A woman leaves her family for the husband, whatever. But there was this safeguard of let me make sure we can verify that he can take care of our daughter. And we don't necessarily have those, um, that hand in our relationships like that as we should, per se. Yeah, Even arranged marriages, like I'm at the point, like if my current one doesn't work, (laughs) put me in an arranged marriage. Somebody vet this man for me. Yeah, I'll get along with him. <laughs> <laughs> my mom told me a long time ago because I remember I was going through this like crazy relationship, and he said that's what y'all problem is. Is y'all back in the day you used to bring that man to the house, and on Thanksgiving you would disappear, and all the uncles and stuff would surround his ass and figure out what his storyline was. I said, yeah, but now we're in like this different mindset where we. Don't, some of us don't feel that comfortable with our family vetting our sure. mate. Because we already know they don't treat us right. They don't care Amen. about our hearts correctly. Amen. So if I bring you, and I already know you annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, I love my uncle, but he annoys the fuck out of me. He is so smart. He is intelligent. But God damn it, he is so condescending <laughs> someday. I'm not going to bring him around just so you can rip him apart. Like, what is this? Like, I mean, I date the standard guy that you would respect like i may date a more artistry you know artist type of guy somebody who's a little bit more unconventional but then you looking at him because he wore his pants or his shirt a certain way or his shoes a certain way too bright of a color or something <laughs> you're still thinking in that older mindset so i don't feel comfortable bringing you bringing him to you for you to do all of that so now i have to do the work and i'm doing it from a place of like i don't know where to fucking start here i really don't know where to start i'm going to try with the basics which is he gotta have this he gotta have that he gotta have this but then when you realize that again those are umbrella terms and what's responsible with your kids is irresponsible with the baby mama you're sitting there like ooh. rocking a hard place if you don't treat your baby mama right but you make sure your kids is cool you got issues with women how do you treat your mama now i gotta dig deeper into it and at, at, at a certain point it depends on what field you in you become a therapist so you become and i a hate 
hate hate hate being a therapist in a relationship. I hate it. I hate it's the worst feeling in the world. And they put they put that on they they can put so much of that on you because especially if they don't have a a strong foundation with their, you know, mother or parents. And it's like I you know, we have to take all of that in and be that ear and be that delicacy and, and, and intimacy and that shoulder and bosom to cry on. Uh and listen, it's it's it can be a lot. It could be a lot. I think I'm fine being a therapist, but you have to be accountable. When I point that out, you need to receive it. And some people can't even handle it. A lot it. of people don't receive mm-hmm. when certain So I, sometimes you got not to say nothing. I don't think that's going to well. Because I was going to say, like, I was going to make the point that, you know, when your relationship isn't that, like, a part of being in the relationship is to listen to them, then maybe be that therapist. So are you saying is it a part of like? No, you can go to a therapist. You can pay them. <laughs> yes, no, and there are times yeah, but you're where free. they really no, need to go. They really do need to talk yeah. to somebody who's outside. Of them. It's a certain level. Like you, you know, like natural people that have dealt with their demons or or their shadow or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're at a certain place that they're pretty equilibrium, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have the people that have not gotten to that equilibrium part, and they're gonna throw off your balance because mm-hmm. they're so draining and taxing on I've had that relationship before. Yeah, it's not good. All of this. It was stagnant mm-hmm. and he wasn't even accountable so he's still at the same place he was before he met me. So it was pointless in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Not willing to do the work. Because mm-hmm. right. there are the people. Of course you can vent. I'm not just like I don't want to hear it as soon as you stop ta- start talking. Yeah. But there are people who are not who just enjoy or are in comfort, who are comfortable with being in misery and not really right. you know focusing on solutions like I said not doing the work but we're like at the in an era a generation where ain't nobody trying to die slow inside ain't nobody trying to do that yes things worked a certain way as far as vetting processes with our parents because there were other things that went by the wayside it was just like let's what we do is we go to church and we raise these kids and we work. We're not worried about all that feeling stuff. Mental health. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All that, that mental health that stuff. Generation before us. Out the window. Out. Mental health is out the window. Yeah, you don't talk about things. You you bury stuff. That's what right. we do. That's we bury what this rug is here for. Exactly. And stay in this house. Right and you can't talk about nothing to nobody. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we not we not doing that no more. So that's why we have so many questions. Not a problem. But yeah, that's why we're going about it differently because we are not the same. We are focused on mental health and some level of happiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said it like that. Like we're trying to find happiness in this world, <laughs> and it's crazy because again, and y'all, I'm loving the conversation too, actually, because you guys are hitting on like multiple things that you know it all came down to just the whole generational thing we're not taught a lot of stuff you know and again to bring it back to like the whole prize aspect of course you know throughout history and things of that nature you know a lot of guys always fought for women and always tried to get their hand in marriage and we don't have the exact details of that because again it's recorded but where the women have like their own value the men have their own value where's there certain ways where there's certain like um gender uh relations that actually happened back in those days because now it seems like that aspect has just been twisted to 
at least in my to give my personal opinion, a selfish aspect. And again, y'all said okay. that. I have a quick question. Women. Like, what do y'all mm-hmm. think this conversation would look like, or the high va- would the high value high va- man and woman conversation even exist without social media? Right, oh, baby, you so have value. You so have value too, girl. <laughs> so social media completely it. out of it. We go back to a world where we mind, we really did mind our own business, and we, no we reduced a lot of suffering because we weren't so heavily focused on what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think something that's been kind of like hard for a lot of women. Who kind of had that Disney mindset? I call it the Disney theory because, like, every Disney oh, movie that was me with a woman married to a man and damn fairy flying tale. off into a you know Aladdin, a right? That was you my know, favorite. Now I got money and my husband and my kids. And then women. it was a street rat. That wasn't even the right girl. He was on her money, so we ain't gonna talk about that. Hold on now, hold on. Now. <laughs> hey, he's found a high value woman and just stuck with it. <laughs> no. Magic carpet was like, but hey, he had a genie though. He had a genie, but he didn't wish for her. I'm not about to have a whole Disney right. argument. <laughs> <laughs> but it plays a part, though. It plays a part. But that was our view. We wasn't looking at social media. We were looking at Disney movies. So that does mm-hmm. play a part in our and it, Right. And the conversation continued. I kind of feel like if we, if we right now, today, immediately just lost all social media, we'd have to go back to a world where we actually called and text each other. Mm-hmm. We would actually go to people's houses and kick it, not just it would be a the more, smoke and drink. Yeah, more formal courting process exactly because i mean this netflix first of all i don't watch movies so i can't do netflix and chill and people be thinking oh you're just trying to give me it for a foodie date no i'm gonna fall asleep on you and i'm not comfortable going to your house <laughs> the first time i meet you so we can have coffee at starbucks or tea it's fine we can go to the private picnic it requires you to be creative though and that's the part that just, say just that they a tad bit, you know. But mm-hmm. I think social media and all this instant access to this and that, people are putting in less and less effort to dating, and now it's just to this hookup culture, and and now it's a lot of the the finger pointing, and that's where this high value mm-hmm. is, and prize stuff is even coming from, honestly. Because mm-hmm. I hear it when I hear somebody say high value, or the women are the prize, or the men are the prize. All I hear is I want to be appreciated. Right. That's all I hear. Validate me. Right. Make me feel like I'm doing something for you. Like don't don't reduce me down to these numbers, this this degree, you know, these children. Like see me. Now it's getting twisted to validate me just for existing, not validating me for an actual effort. Existing. That one. Like uh, and I'm noticing a lot of men saying that. Well they're like, Oh yeah, I, I got a car and I got a job. I'm a high-value man. I said, no, you're you doing what you're supposed to do to live, baby. No, Nobody want to come and stay and live in your car with you. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to, to sip 40s in your back seat. That's just not the reality. I love the seats. seats. My seats <laughs> warm up. they warm. they nice. What you mean? <laughs> I got the starter on the Exactly. I got to put my key in. What you talking about? You don't want to live in my car with me? Right. Come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Her face was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm scared. You <laughs> keep them leather seats to yourself. No, mm-hmm. I'm like, do you own a shovel? Oh, okay, definitely. Yes, yeah, in, in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You're <laughs> <laughs> giving me serial killer vibes. I mean, we live in Chicago. You know, I got to dig myself out sometime. From what? The snow. It's <laughs> not every season, y'all know that, right? It's currently winter, and that's a plastic shovel, not a big old giant metal digging the earth shovel. There's two different shovels. But again, I think, uh, Liv, 
you actually um, touched on something that that I'm actually thinking about right now is the fact that the whole like high value thing is saying like you know validate me you know and mm-hmm. guess what social media is about at least what most people use social media mm-hmm. is about right that like and y'all touched on that too um the fact that like you know we use social media as like a way to validate ourselves likes follows retweets you know it's it's it can it can be the best thing ever and the worst thing ever in my it's opinion it's so stale these days I only yeah. right now I only get on Facebook to tell people happy birthday who I probably would never tell happy birthday on a regular day and to check my memories to make sure I didn't say some wild and outrageous <laughs> shit when I was in high school because there's some stuff that I wrote I was like oh Olivia what the delete girl if you ever become famous they gonna find that oh my goodness but not look on your MySpace page <laughs> I ooh, don't my Bebo or tag. would be my problem <laughs> remember Bebo that was remember tag tag oh the ignorant shit we used to say Especially um, in certain years, oh, at certain see? schools. And the word gay was kind of threw around. So <laughs> no, no, not the word gay. The other word. Boy, what? The F word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Trigger warning, but wasn't trying to say it. This is the, the late 2000s. I remember more people saying gay. I remember a combination yeah, of both. I remember it being a combination of both. They say fruity. I remember fruity. 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 Yeah, I remember fruity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's all I do. I just go back through and just check myself. Like, all right, let's erase these, so that my history don't show how ratchet I used to be back in the day. Oh, I know. I know how ratchet and used to be back. I in just, the day. I just tell people happy birthday, happy birthday, girl. I forget work tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simple stuff, but like I hate it because it's very stale now. It's just mm-hmm. more like watching people. Look at all these awesome things I'm doing. Oh, look at this person mm-hmm. who just passed. Like, it's just very microwave. Yeah. And it's annoying because, like, you should want to sit in those feelings. Like, you lost a classmate. It shouldn't be like, oh, that's sad. Cat video. Like, that's fucking <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking that's why we already got ADHD now. <laughs> right? Straight up. Yeah. Right. Man, you got to sift through the ignorant shit and your precious and people, time is gone. And people think that they, because they're on social media, like, that. I don't know, makes them more important. And so we get these wild and crazy theories like this high value man thing, woman thing that's spreading around and how people are like piggybacking on it and changing it to their objectives because it might have been something that was positive in the first in the first place, kind of like make sure you're being intentional with dating, which is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And then it's now it's, it's flipped to like, how can I devalue someone else mm-hmm. pretty much? Like, I think the Kevin Samuels thing, half of the, the the episodes he's telling someone because they have kids, you're, oh, you're not a high value. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. You're over 30, <clears throat> son. What was the one you said? Geriatric age? Uh, thir- uh, 35 or something like that. Geriatric. That's what he said. Geriatric age was 35. I was like, God damn. So you're trying right. to like, you invalidate ask. others to make yourself feel better? Like, I don't know what the point of that is, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's women who came to him because that's the, that's the first issue. You shouldn't be going to anybody being like, okay, you know what What's I'm saying? Appraise Judge this. me, right. Because to, no? be, <laughs> to be fair about two things in regards to Kevin Samuels, the fact that, for one, he's an image consultant. So guys are coming to him with like their issues or whatnot. Two, the ladies do come on and they do speak for themselves. And a lot of these uh, aspects and to be honest with you, some of them do be looking like, uh, why you got that bonnet on? <laughs> and again, to address the whole children thing, like, you know, I'm not going to lie. It, it does seem like there's a bit of a bias and this is good for men and women. 
in regards to like single people versus people who got kids. Cause you know, you want to create your own legacy, right? Mm. You know, again, not nothing against people with kids or whatnot, but I'm just saying that's the mentality that's going around. Oh, I get what you're saying. But I mean, like, yeah. they're saying that women with children, there's a lot of like women with children shouldn't be dated because they can't focus on anything else but the children. But mm. with men with children, it's like, oh, it's not that much of a problem. Actually, said that. actually, I know we're not saying that. No, we're not saying that. But that's the mentality. But there are women out there who will date a man who has 10, actually, 20 mm. kids. What's the dude who had like 29 kids who was on the Yonla or something like that? Mm. I was like, by 15, there was a woman out there who was like, I'm down to be number 16. Wow. And he made it yeah. to 29. So I'm like, there was 29 women who was willing to have sex with this man who had this many children. But then men will look at a girl and be like, oh, she got like three kids, man. I'm going to stop messing with her. Actually, I did. My ex actually did say, she made a status about this on Facebook saying that, like, I could never date a man with kids because guess what? All that attention will go to the child. Ain't nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that? I ain't saying I'm bringing it up, girl. Stop trying uh, to fight I me. mean, preferences are preferences, <laughs> and that's fine. But just don't devalue somebody because right. of what they got going on in life. That's uh, all. Right. But I mean, I don't think it's devaluing. Just saying, it's not what I want. That ain't for me. Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. I, with I prefer I mean, men without kids because, yeah, you do. Have, and half the time, a lot of these guys, these chicks, got them by the balls. So I can't deal with all that. They can have it. Uh-uh. All right, all right. So as we go ahead and wrap this up here, <laughs> great conversation, by the way. Um, as we wrap this up here, any last words on just the whole prize mentality or anything we talked about today, really? Last words, last sentences, phrases, final points. It's about doing your own personal work. So you value yourself enough, then you will know that what's for you will be attracted to you and vice versa and you don't really have to worry about high value, low value. And I would say um just know know who you are, you know. Um nobody has to tell you how about like I say this new term. Know who you are and know what you what you're worth and what you're willing to accept or deal with and what you're not. That's gonna determine you know, what your value is, what you choose to accept. Okay, they took my stuff, so let me yeah. find something else. <laughs> right, I'll come up with another one, huh? <laughs> Skip me and come back. <laughs> oh, snap. Okay, oh, shoot, I gotta pull one out, too. Uh, oh, Damn. I got one. There now. we go, get it. <laughs> Give me a second. Um, just make sure you're not asking uh, more than what you can, that you have. Like, bring whatever you bring to the table, make sure... You, you, you're up to par to ask that for somebody else because it's a lot of people that they aren't up to par to be demanding what they're demanding. Make sure you're at the place you need to be and then everything from there will flow. There we go. Um, what am I say? Be mindful of how you speak to people. Um, the idea that these people have to fit this dynamic or this list is almost insanity because people change so frequently. And it's not fair to see them one way today and assume they'll be that way next week. So give them an opportunity to be that prize for you. Here we go, put that shit on the shirt. Right, you give us like two shirt ideas. I I know, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a cut. 
Yeah, she knows her work. <laughs> exactly, right, right. Um, but yeah, okay, awesome, awesome. So, just want to thank my thank all the ladies for coming again. Good conversation, love you guys. And hey, I just want to thank my audience for clicking on our podcast or finding us somehow. But hey, if you love our voices, if you love our points, or if you want to, or if you want more perspectives, or just want funny relationship memes, hit up perspectives discussions on all social media platforms. Obviously, your Facebooks, Instagrams, Twitters. TikTok coming soon. We'll do some fun dances, you know. Me and PBC be on Rocket, you know. You know, all the ladies here, we're gonna do something. I'll just play. Um <laughs> definitely hit us up, check us out. If you wish to donate, we do have a GoFundMe. Uh, again, links in the description. If you love geek stuff, check out the Night Shift Bandits, where we, we got a whole lot of geek stuff going on. We have reviews, talks, streams. We're on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's, again, another TikTok where we're gonna do fun dances. Um, so again, the GoFundMe uh, contributes to that podcast as well. So I just want to thank my thank all the ladies for coming, and again, thank y'all for clicking on our podcast. Check us out. Definitely check out our pa- our past episodes. And you know what? You guys have a good night, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is. Check it later. Bye. Bye. Bye.